Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to Felice Navipod. My name is Tony Thaxton. With me, as always, is Todd Cooper. Blah humbudge, Todd Cooper. Todd Cooper. What do you say? I say, hey, it's my pal Todd. It's He's a new dad. Dad. He's a new guy. 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 <laughs> What's up? Oh, just, you know, thinking about you being a new dad. It's crazy. It's all It's all I think about. It's well, getting, it's you becoming a problem. You should think of other things. I mean, like... Like what? I can't think of anything because all I think about is me being a new dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's I all. finally got to see that baby yesterday. Yeah, she's good. She, she is good. She's not too bad for a baby. I was a little disappointed, though. Yeah? Didn't say a word to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you were disappointed she didn't have just Tony Thaxton merch, like custom Tony Thaxton merch that we made for well, her. I didn't want to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't. She did neither of those things. Let's be honest. She she was rude in every regard. Well, literally because within the first thirty seconds of me holding her, yeah, whooped, yeah, big time, loud too, loud. Baby. <laughs> Can we talk about that? It was, a, it was a. It was. We don't need to get into it, but I just it was a solid know. move. Yeah, I mean, uh, these are things. Uh, this morning, she literally threw up into my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how is that possible? I was laying next to oh, her. Oh, you, you were laying down. Yeah, I okay. was laying down next to her, and I was, like, cuddling with her. And I was like, oh, she's the greatest. At, like, and babies don't, like, uh, I don't know, go, like, like an adult would go, like, oh, I don't feel so good. And then you'd <laughs> see it sort of coming. Babies just open their mouth, and out it comes. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> like, into my nose. I was like, all right. So that happened. <laughs> <laughs> to me this morning but uh it's fine it's not a big deal uh but y- you think it is uh but i would have thrown up when i if i had heard about that before i had a kid but now it's like all right this is just part of the thing yeah yeah that's what i i've seen lots of parents do things that i feel like you would not you would not normally yeah. do and you're just totally fine with it yeah i i will say i i've seen parents like eat food from their kids that are like mushed up gross food or uh-huh. like have their kids eat off of their I think I'm out with that I yeah. don't think I can do it I uh, I support this decision yeah I, it grosses me out a lot like, I'm gonna well I did yeah if you if I see you do that let me know you're no you're not on the show <gasps> oh my god yeah. that'll be essentially me tendering my resignation pretty much yeah because right. here's I don't know if you knew this or not but I run a real tight ship over here you really do I would say when I came in here, this ship was as tight as a drum, and that is intended for you as a drummer. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. It's specific. Uh, Tony, last week, no app. Yeah. No app. Last week, I get a text message from Tony. Boy, oh boy, he says. <laughs> Don't come over here. My house is almost flooded. Almost flooded. Uh yeah, it was it was not cool. No. Uh we were we were gonna do an app and then uh the night before, late at night, my old uh toilet starts just leaking. Yeah. Just water all over the floor. Boy oh boy. And uh but uh you know Whoa. <laughs> early. <laughs> oh boy. Let's see who it is. Hey. 
April Richardson. Hey. Come on in. Thanks. How are you guys? We're doing good. all right. I'm what good. What a lovely house you have. Oh, thank you so much. It actually is super cool, and I'm kind of jealous. Thanks. We got very lucky with this place, I yeah. think. We you have found, like a yard. I know. That was like the the selling point. Yeah. Because we have this maniac that yeah. uh, greeted you heavily. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, having a, a yard in, in LA is uh, not a it's not an easy accomplishment. It's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get a lot of a lot of grass out here. Yeah, it feels I feel like I'm in the home of a one percenter. I gotta be honest. <laughs> well, I mean You're look You're rich, around. I'm poor. That's what I'm feeling right That's now. That's why I brought you here. Yeah. I wanted to to show off. Yeah. <laughs> well, mission accomplished. And you shouldn't have worn your double double breasted pinstripe yeah. suit in here. That was excessive. It also just and poor planning. <laughs> it's a hundred degrees out. Give me a break. Give yeah. me a rest. Yeah. You I got your shorts version. When you have it, you gotta flaunt it. That's true. That's what I always say. Be honest. Are you guys also kind of freaking out? Like living in Los Angeles in September is when I'm used to it being like, oh, it's gonna get hot in September. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It being a hundred degrees in the last week of October yeah, weird. is freaking me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I know. I do the same thing. Like it took me several years to to finally accept. Like, oh yeah, September is yes. when it's the worst. Yes. But yeah, this year it seemed I mean, maybe October is the worst. Yeah, and now I'm like, okay, so the longer we live here, the later. <laughs> where it's like on Christmas Day, it's gonna be like. 150 degrees like yeah. if we just live here a few more years as long as it just continues to shift like that time frame shift so we get the same amount of cold days same amount of right. hot days but it just shifts to where i don't know in 30 years it'll just be regular well, it'll be like again. australia <laughs> where it's right. summer in december and yeah. then mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah that must be what happened to australia that i'm is. not good at science <laughs> that's totally what it is no they- i really did because i've lived here i've lived here 12 years now oh my god Interestingly, I arrived on Christmas Day. Oh, so that's the anniversary of that. me living here. And yeah, I'm from Atlanta, right? Where the summer is oppressive for three straight months. But you yeah. know the exact, you know, June, July, August, yep. boom. Worst three months, you know it, you prepare mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. So yeah, when I moved here, yeah, June, July, and August were like temperate. I'm like, wow, this place is pretty great. And then September was when it was like 100 <laughs> degrees every day where I was like, what? This makes no sense. Yep. But now that's moving further and further down the calendar mm-hmm. it took me so long to do the math that that was happening every year oh, same it every took me a few year, years for sure I would be like what is it yes so, yeah. every, and then five so I, like i think when i met my wife like after i'd been here for a long time she was like she grew up in california She's right like, that's what it does dummy yeah and then I, oh right right where it's like welcome to a place with no real seasons yeah it's so weird it's but not, you know what cold enough i'm fine in the winter. with that right, yeah. i don't i'm not i'm not a guy that needs you don't miss season. seasons i don't care do you miss Atlanta seasons? The only time I do, I'm with you. Like for the most part, yeah, it's hard to hate a place where it's 75 and sunny 90% of the time. Yeah. That's pretty great. But I think I miss seasons because of the way that time passes differently. If you don't, I never realized until I lived in a place without seasons that you don't feel time passing the same way. Mm-hmm. So like when my birthday comes around, I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> my birthday was last week because there's no difference. There's no sort of like, oh, yeah, I remember that time I was inside with a coat on and then that time I went to the beach and then that where it's like all the same thing. Right. I it really fucks with you as far as like the passage of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, that probably sounds really obvious, but I felt time differently living in a place with seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I feel like uh, you'll allow it. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to I'm going to accept that comment. <laughs> I do feel like uh, it. 
I, when I first moved here, especially like, you know, those first two years, your body doesn't adjust. It yes. takes a while. So like people are wearing coats and you're like, what are you doing? Yes. It, and you're like, it's, it's like 65. It's yeah. fine. Um, and then like year three, yes. you're freezing. hundred percent true. Yep. <laughs> Cause then when I went, I remember, and then you feel cold differently yep. in other places. Oh God, you go somewhere else. Yes. And I'll, I went home and I'm like, I'm freezing. And my yep. parents are like, what are you talking about? It's not even that bad. But because <laughs> yeah, I'm never around cold weather anymore. I feel it differently. It, yep. I, I was, I'm sure you had that where you were like touring a lot for mm-hmm. a while where you're just, you do end up getting winters again, essentially. I toured for a couple years. Yeah. yeah. And so you do get winters again. And then I had it a second time where I was like in LA or like in uh, California and got summer all year. I just great. forget that weather exists yes. almost. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. When you're, when it rains, you're like, what? what is, yeah. This is I know. I yeah. With? When I had to go to Boston this summer, I was there for a week and like I only brought a pair of shorts because i was like it's just gonna be hot as shit every day yeah and uh and yeah then it got like it was like cooler and it rained like there was one day i was like i was gonna do all this walking around town and i opened the window and it's raining i'm like what but then you don't see i welcome that now like now it's a novelty same Mm -hmm. thing like if i go home and my my mom will be like oh man it's supposed to be like thunderstorms all week and i'm like yes because it's (laughs) i'm like this is a foreign concept to me now and then I've in the entire time I've lived here, I think I've heard thunder twice. Yeah, in like over true. a decade. Mm-hmm. So when I go home and that happens, I'm like, "This is the great!" I'm like outside jumping around, like this is rad. Because <laughs> just it's getting just, struck by yes, lightning over and over. Because it's so exotic now of a concept. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you like to go back to Atlanta? Uh, yes and no. I went home a lot, and then the last time I went home. My best friend just moved here. My best friend from high school that's literally been my best friend since we were 14 years old just moved here. And my parents are about to retire to Florida. So the last time I was home, Millie wasn't there. And my parents were in Florida because they were like signing the papers on their house or whatever the fuck. So it's like I had zero. I just was sitting there like, who do I hang out with? So once my parents moved, there's just not really anybody there left to hang out with. So weird. I kind of wish my parents would move. To Florida. You? No, to, you don't to want them to move to Florida. I would Wait, ha- where'd you grow up? I w- Virginia. Okay. I would want my parents to move to Atlanta. I would take oh, right. Atlanta over Virginia Beach, Virginia, where nothing happens. Yeah, that's the thing. Atlanta itself is a cool city yeah. with like cool shit to do, but it's weirder when you go and you're yeah. like, the, I'm not going to have a home base there any longer. So, so it's sort of like, am I going to go stay in a hotel in the city I grew up in? Like that feels weird. That must be really strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really weird. I would have no reason to ever go back to Virginia if my parents weren't there. Right. Yeah. But but I could but Atlanta, yeah, I could But see. wait, if they're I already think... on the beach, then they don't they're already at a place where people retire That's to. That's the problem. Yeah. The problem is that like everything is fine. Yeah. You know, it's like they've got their olive garden, it's fine. <laughs> they don't need <laughs> Right, they're just retiring to a beach, so if your parents already live on a beach, they're good. They're done. They don't Did... they don't, you know, they don't need a lot. Like they like stuff like that and it's great. They love it and it's good. Did they get? Uh, have you confirmed yet if they've gotten their Hulu subscription so they can watch some Balky? I have not heard. I will check in. My, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, my parents were in town for the baby a uh, uh, couple weeks ago. For uh-huh. like t- I almost said ten days. I think it was like twelve days. It was a long trip. Wow. And uh, and did they stay with you guys? No, okay, uh, yeah. because our house is tiny. Right. So luckily, uh, just to get. Some you don't some have space. a luxurious place like this. That's right. Uh, we're not. You don't have a yard they could camp out in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're not rich. Yeah. Um. Uh. So we're not getting a tax break from Trump. <laughs> 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 that gives you any idea. Um. My parents uh were here and 
we were just sitting looking at each other for many hours. Right. Uh, and we were like, oh, I've got Hulu. Um, you know what's on there? And we grew up watching Perfect Strangers all the sure. time. And <laughs> my parent, I was like, there's Perfect Strangers is on. And my mom goes, Balky? Like that's what she thought it was. Oh, I feel that's like great. My, my parents have, we were talking about this before. My parents have never called it Perfect Strangers. It's just Balky. It's just Balky. It's a Balky show. Yeah. That's what it's for. You're lucky that your parents are even into Perfect Strangers. Like, my parents don't like anything. <laughs> really? Wait, my mom, mom is... only watches stuff that's, she only watches CSI and that oh, no. sort of shit. Is which... it, isn't it, is it you I'm thinking of? Isn't your mom a super obsessed obs- with Steve Harvey? Yes. Obsessed <laughs> with Steve Harvey. Like, text me about him constantly. <laughs> And is mad that like I'm not as funny as him, <laughs> and has told me that. <laughs> like I'm she's, dead serious. Has told you that she's mad at you for yeah, not being as funny like, as Steve Harvey. Because I'll be like, you know, I'm a comedian too, and she's just like, yeah, but you're not as good. Like I don't like. Why aren't you as good as Steve Harvey? Like he's the funniest person alive. She's literally said he's the funniest person alive. Look, I don't. There are no comparisons here, but Steve Harvey is great. <laughs> well, you, you watch- and Donna need to hang out and Donna, start a fan club because and she's can, like- obsessed with him. <laughs> and it's like, I wish, feud. my mom's literally said, I wish he was my neighbor or friend. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. And I was like, I think he probably lives in Atlanta, right? I was going to say, it's, it's I get an Atlanta vibe from Yeah, all. and I feel like something that he's in, because he has like nine shows, doesn't he? I feel like something's like filmed it. there. I don't know. I was like, Mom, I, I think you can make this happen. He's on The Feud, right? <laughs> He hosts yeah. the feud, but he hosts his, his own show, like a talk show, and then he oh, hosts right. a radio he a show. show. I know, and the only reason I know these things is because my mom will text me to be like, "Turn on your TV right now, <laughs> Steve Harvey's on." I can't, I can't believe that you, your mom is that into it. I, I mean, that's great news. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the kind of fandom you want from a parent. <laughs> well, that's, but she doesn't really like any. I mean, that's. Yeah, my parents are the least, I, I hate to use the word artistic, that's so pretentious, but like the, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like they're, they're just... both like straight up, like we're accountants, we don't care about art, we don't uh-huh. like music, we don't like movies, we don't like anything, like they're not, they're and like, what's the come. value in art? You're, you're a comedian, you show up in a Bell and Sebastian shirt. To- I'm like goth all day long, like they all, my mom what, <laughs> did have a really good sense of humor about it when I was growing up, though she actually went to see Morrissey with me a few times. Because I'm like, really? upset. yeah, when I was a kid, I mean, that's my dude. And yeah, then same, I'm with you. She just was... Yeah, she was. She went with me a few times. A couple of times, I got on stage to hug him. No, and that no, was when you did. I, oh, I've done that a bunch of times. But Come like a on. couple of times, I was with my mom, and afterwards, she was just kind of like, "Okay, did you have to do that?" Yeah, <laughs> she just like made fun of me. <laughs> what She's happens? Like, okay, weirdo. What happens when you hug him? They just take you, you just out? can. Yeah, you just kind of get like hauled off the stage. Back, but back. Sometimes in. you can go back in. Sometimes they like kick you out the back door. But sometimes I just have done it and then jumped right back in the pit. So you've I'm like, been, you've done this recently like, too right this yeah only a couple years ago maybe like. the best thing i've ever heard in my life oh I've i'm always wanted to know these questions like yeah, answers oh, this i went question. hard for that dude man like i've seen morrissey live 120 times shut your mouth about it are you serious 120 <laughs> i'm telling you that's all i did as a kid especially like yeah oh my god yeah so she had a great sense of humor growing up when i would be like hey can i borrow your car to go drive to see morrissey 400 miles away she'd be like yeah okay because I also never drank. Like, I'm straight yeah. edge, never, ever drank. Are you still straight edge? Yeah. So Come she on. knew, she was super cool about that kind of stuff because she was like, I know you're not going to do anything, like, illegal. She was, uh, she's like, I'm guaranteed you're not going to get arrested, so, yeah, go do whatever you want kind of thing. Okay, I had some some hardcore friends from uh, from Atlanta who talked about a place called Murder Kroger. Yeah, oh, yeah, on Ponce. <laughs> Wait, is that the one that's right by the masquerade? 
No, it's the one that's, <laughs> as my understanding, Murder Kroger was the one on Ponce uh, across the street from MJQ. It's like next to Claremont Lounge. It's where, like, okay. was it near where there was like that? I, Which I they keep... just closed it, I think. Murder Kroger? Or... Yeah, the last time I was home. And they're turning the Claremont. The place, I'm, I, I mean, I don't know if anybody, if non-Atlantans know any of these kind of references, but the Claremont Lounge was, was I literally was, because they're turning it into condos, but it was this insane, gnarly uh, hotel that you could, it was extended stay, like Gigi Allen lived there once and stuff. Uh-huh. It was like gnarly. And then the bottom is a strip club that's kind of infamous because the strip, like it'll have like strippers with like c-section scars and yeah i've heard holes. about this yeah that's and right. every tourist goes there it's like a big thing to go there and there's a stripper named blondie who her thing was crushing beer cans with her boobs and she also had a poetry column in the i think creative loafing in atlanta's like free weekly thing Unreal. so but the last time i was home they're turning it into like fancy condos that's what i heard that whole area that was it's like it's so different now yes but i there was somebody <clears throat> was telling me about a warehouse, like where a bunch of hardcore kids lived, and like shows used to be like at this dirty warehouse. This oh, across like, from Murder Kroger, I maybe. think it was where now that's like Pont City Market, where it's also turned into a fancy thing, and it used to be these lofts. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like they said, like my friend would like tour through there and like stay, like you'd play the show and stay there. Right, but it was like real dangerous and, and that's probably it yeah but again every time i go home it's entirely different so where i'm like yeah. a place i used to be kind of like scared to go to yeah. they're like that's where a million dollar condos are now yep. and i'm like what i know yeah. it's it's like I, I guess everyone's moving to cities again and b- before like when we were kids like cities were where stabbings happened well even when i was in college i went to georgia state and the campus is like in downtown atlanta and me and millie lived in apartments that again, now those apartments that were grim. I mean, we were college kids. We were poor. That's where we could afford to live. We lived in a place called Linmont, which was literally 50% college kids, 50% poor families. Because it was just like these huge, but really cheap, dangerous apartments. And now the last time I went home, totally they're like million dollar condos now yeah. where I'm like, I don't understand where any poor people live now. Uh, yeah. It doesn't if I sense. moved back to Atlanta tomorrow, I don't know where I would live. Yeah. I don't know where I could afford to live. It's so, it makes no sense to me. I don't understand. Like, even if, wow, this is going to get too dark too soon. Like, even if I'm like an insane capitalist who's like, I love rich being rich and I want to get richer. Even that logic doesn't, you still need, this is gross. I'm saying in the, you need poor people to make your products. You need poor people to like consume your products. So if you keep pushing, even as a rich asshole, if you're like, I'm just going to keep pushing them further and further out. It's like, well, you're not even going to get your own money that you want. Do you know what I'm saying? It's so yeah. strange. Yeah. It's like if you're building this bubble that only rich people live in, who's even going to work for the rich people if that's, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. weird because our, our like, uh, the world is so different than it was in like the 40s. I, I, I imagine like 30s, 40s when people were living in cities. Yes. Like and the, when the classes weren't so super separated. Right? And yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. you'd have like your your districts where there was like manufacturing would be yes. out of town. And then your business center was the city, yes. city center, right? And then all of a sudden like city centers became dodgy as everyone moved to suburbs. Right. So people would then work in the places outside of the city. Yeah. But not in the city. And now it's like everyone's moved back in again. It's like this weird cycle. And, yes. And nothing. Yeah. No, like because the, the suburbs kept growing, nothing is built right to allow for that. Right. It's very strange. It is. It's a fascinating. Yeah. It's a bummer. I And 
I, you know, I'm not a moron. I understand that we live in a capitalist society, but it's like, even if you have it set up like that, like if I'm some rich jerk and I'm like, I'm going to be the CEO of this thing and pay all my workers five cents, then it's like, okay, but then how are you even going to have workers? Cause they can't afford to like move That's near right. your thing. That's I'm, right. I'm an idiot. I don't know how to <laughs> explain what I'm saying, but you get what I'm saying. I, I always think about like in Beverly Hills, like people who work in stores and things like where the hell do yes. they live? Yes. They have to like drive in from far away. Yes. To even, I mean, in LA is all of it's becoming that way. Yes. Like, yes. You can't afford to and live And even anywhere. I live in West Hollywood and I live in a super rent controlled apartment. So I'm ne- I'm dying in that apartment. Please <laughs> believe it. I'll never be able to afford to move. And I already know that. So I'm like, I should get comfortable. But even around me, well, because my neighborhood is mostly like old Russian people. Mm-hmm. And like even in my building, my building only has like eight apartments, right? And like four of them are russian women who are minimum 90 years old they're great mm-hmm. and i see them out walking around but they're like super old so i know i'm like oh your rent must be like 300 dollars a month because you've been here for like 60 years <laughs> yeah. but then i was thinking when they move out i'm like who can the rent's gonna go up to like two grand a month or oh, something easy. where i'm like who's even gonna be able to live in these my apartment's not even that great if you can hang on though if everyone else is old your apartment's gonna get super nice well yeah that's i mean that's the hope i mean i will <laughs> hang on i have nowhere else to go but yeah, I'm just so fascinated by I'm, when I'm and same with my neighborhood. Like there's tons of new condos being built where I'm yeah. like, where are these? Where's the whole pool of rich people that are going to come in to live here? Like, wh- where are these people? So, I don't know any rich people. Do you know any rich people? Not that rich. So who's going to populate all these condos that keep going up? When we moved here a couple years ago, we were living in San Diego when we moved up here. We were looking at houses to rent. We lived. We rented a house in Echo Park, uh-huh. um, and it was a. V- it's a one bedroom. It's very small. It's great. We're happy with it. It's very small, uh, but um, in that time, Echo Park became uh, the Hollywood Hills. Oh, totally. Price wise, totally. And then all of Eagle Rock, all of right, uh, like everywhere east is yes. now Echo Echo Park. Right. You can't afford it. So then it's like exactly. But so where the fuck are these people? Yeah, I'm with you. Where are you going? It's it, like it keeps getting further and further out. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. Yep. I don't know how the hell it's working. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, uh, for all of the anyway, listeners, what a all chill over the rest podcast. Of the country, Did we solve the economic crisis or what? I have a question. Okay. How many How many hours do you think you've spent at the Cat and the Fiddle waiting for Morrissey <laughs> to show up? I'll tell you why the answer is smaller than you think because I got Lojack on that dude and friends of mine that work there would just text me and be like, oh, he's here right now. So then I would just go up there. I've met him at the Cat and Fiddle a bunch. Have you hung with him? Sort of. I've met him. He also stays. This is. Will I get arrested? He stays at the Sunset Marquee a lot too. Like, I'm not joking. It's gotten to the point where I see him out so much. I'm like, hi, Morrissey. Like, leave me alone. Like, I see him all the time. Still? Yeah. And sometimes that's on purpose. Like, I've on purpose gone to eat at the Cat and, or not the Cat and Fiddle, the Sunset Marquee and stuff. And he's been there. Come but then on. he came, the last time I met him, he was at the improv. He came to the what? improv. He came to the improv to see Dick Gregory. This is like in March, obviously, before Dick Gregory passed. But he was there. And I was there to do a show. I was doing a show in the lab. And Dick Gregory was in the main room. And so I walked in and I I was like, hey, this is a little weird, but you're kind of at my venue tonight. And he like laughed. I was like, this is weird, but you're in my green room because it turns out I'm the one performing tonight. No way. And he went. Well, what, what are, are the, the chances? chances? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I feel like everything he says is on brand. Like, I feel oh, like he's never said anything that wasn't the never. most Morrissey. Almost kind of to the point that it got annoying. Like, I talk where I'm like, yes, you're hilarious. Like, do, you know what I mean? Where it's <laughs> I don't, speaking I in Oscar Wilde quotes. Him. 
He's like, always been cool to me. He's has been he? cool to me. I just don't want it to break it. I just right. want it to be like, you just be Morrissey. That's fine. Right. But be Morrissey over there. He's definitely never not Morrissey for like five seconds. I mean, it's all, <laughs> it's, you're never going to catch him in shorts being like, what's up, bro? Like, he's always like, well, hello. You know what I mean? I heard he lives in Boyle Heights now. I don't know. I don't know and, because I oh, just, he lived, I didn't know he lived here at all. Yeah. He lived here before. I'm, he lived here in like the 90s. Mm-hmm. He lived right off of... Um, <laughs> I know exactly. I know his address. It was on Sweetser above the strip. Uh huh. Like next door to Nancy Sinatra. Classic. Yeah. Classic Morrissey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they became friends. Yep. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. Of course he did. I told my Morrissey story from the festival last year, right? I don't know. I thought I did. Uh, so when I did. Because you guys played FYF, the, right? Uh, Riot Fest. Oh, right. In Fest, Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh um, right. With the misfits and shit. Yeah, yeah, we were on a different day, but we were the same day as Did Morrissey. Did you get to meet Danzig? No. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Milo from The Descendants did hold the trash can lid open for me. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> what a nice That's, a, that's as much as I got. He's a man of the people. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. I have that shirt with just Milo holding a trash can lid. Yeah. Milo that's... goes to the trash can. I love that album. <laughs> but Milo we... takes out the trash. We did play the same day as Morrissey, and I, uh, I'm i sorry, I know Todd knows, I'm not a Morrissey guy. Yeah. Uh, but oh, just trust me, I'm the only one, like, relationships have ended, because dudes <laughs> I've dated are like, you're a weirdo, this guy sucks. <laughs> so I fully understand. I'm alone in this. Well, I'm in the minority right now, because you and Todd both. But, uh, so, I think, who played, I think Death Cab played right before him. Uh-huh. Uh, so, the, like, the two main stages were side by side, and so... I was out there because I, I watched Death Cab and then I was just going to go back behind the stage and um, just go back to wherever, uh, back to our dressing room, I guess. And uh, as um, as Death Cab is done, then uh, the stage where Morrissey is going to be playing, they just start showing um, old videos, yes. which I hear is apparently like a thing. That That's his happens. thing. Yeah, because yeah. I remember reading everybody thought he was stalling and it's genuinely a thing he does before every show. Well... He did go on much later than he was supposed to. That I'm not surprised. And I heard, this is one of those things, I'm like, how can this possibly be true? But I heard it from multiple people who oh, didn't God. know each oh, other God. Oh God! that he was waiting to go on because he didn't like that the security guards were wearing blue shirts. Oh, I 100% believe it. Look, I am in no way trying to pretend like this dude is not a <laughs> difficult dick. Like, I fully believe it. But and what? it's probably because he was. I bet he was wearing a shirt oh. that like looked like theirs. And then it he said had to security change. on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. uh, you own some of this, Morrissey. <laughs> but I bet. I mean, I'm look. I'm sure it was something totally dumb. Like he's absolutely a diva. Yeah. I'm in no way trying to pretend like he's some super chill dude who gets along with everybody. That's what I mean about going like I don't want to meet him. Like right. I'm fine with him being that. Well, look, but. I am too, and that's the thing is that, and you know what's funny is recent events, I don't like him as much as I used to, and I'm not going to go see him at the Hollywood, I'm not seeing him live anymore, that's like a decision What happened? There's like a long story. Oh no. But, 
I do remember hearing. Wait, who's he? To- he's touring with someone crazy, Billy Idol. Right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. But to me, and I'm not trying to compare. Like, there are certain people, like Prince or Bo. Like, you never, like, you hear only stories about Prince yep. having been a weirdo, and yep. you just go, "Of course, he's fucking Prince." Yeah. Like, yeah. there's. If you'd have told me a story where Prince was like, "Hey, what's up, dudes? I'm Prince," I'd have been more disappointed. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, that's not Prince. Yes, that's not my Prince. Yes. So, Morrissey's <laughs> just kind of one of those people where, when I hear stories like that, I'm like, oh, "All right." Yeah. Whereas, if I heard a story about like that about somebody else. If you hear like Tom Hanks doing that, then you're like, oh, that fucking sucks. He's Tom Hanks. But then if you hear Morrissey, you're like, yeah, of course he did that. Like, he's <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. He holds it. It's like if you see him in an interview, he's going to be the same way. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's going to be that same guy all the time. Yeah. Like, it's never, like, it's only when it's like in person or like in public, they seem nice and then they're dicks behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, if you're a dick yes. all the time, you're kind of fine. I kind of agree. Like, yes, I, I agree with. It being an authenticity thing where some people I think are just born weirdos and it's not a persona and you just don't get along with people and that's kind of your thing. I'm not necessarily making an excuse for it because I, you know, anybody being a dick, yes, that sucks. But yes, they get a pass when it's like, that's just you, dude. Yeah. I, I some mean, people like, like Morrissey's not a normal person. No, no. He's just not. He never has been. Morrissey acted like that when he was 16 years old. Guaranteed. He's going to act like that for the rest of his life. Yep. But yeah, when I hear stories about people whose persona is like, I'm just a chill every dude. And then you hear stories about them being monsters. Then you're like, oh, no, no, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that's an act. You're consciously putting on an act right. of being like, hey, I'm a nice guy, everybody. And then, yeah. You must have the world's deepest collection of Morrissey's and asshole stories. Because every time you tell somebody like him, they're like, you and I heard. Yeah. And you hear the <laughs> same Coachella story about yes. meat a thousand yes. times. Which I didn't go to that because I knew... I don't see Morrissey at festivals and I never, I went like once and something yeah, cause I already knew like, Oh, he's going to pull some shit. So yeah. I'm not going to go to this festival. Here's what also drove me nuts about that day. I remember thinking, I was like, Oh, I'll bet the fucking catering won't have meat. Yeah. So, and I was right. Yeah. There was no meat at catering. And also not a chance in hell he ever went to catering. That's well, the right, part that drives me nuts. He just won't nuts. even go in a building that has meat. But the festival right. had meat. Really? Yeah. Oh, because... it's just it was only just not backstage, you mean? Right. I and I think that he almost pulled out because of that. I think I remember reading that he tried to be like, if you have meat anywhere on the premises, I'm not going to come. And they had some sort of argument because I think they were like, logistically, we can't do that. Yeah. I can't imagine anybody putting on a festival and being like, you know, what's a good idea? Let's bring Morrissey. Right. It's going to make our day great. Ne- yeah. It's never. <clears throat> And I don't know many, why he plays festivals. It's a lose-lose. Yeah, I agree. I That's saw why Marcy, I stopped seeing him. <laughs> was that right? At festivals, yeah. I, I went to San Diego to see him years ago. Uh, I was there. With I'm sure you were. With the Huguares <laughs> at UCSD? Yes. Uh, I didn't know Huguares was headlining that show. So, oh, right. Yeah, so totally. It was like Morrissey. the Day of the Dead thing, wasn't it? Where it, was it was something. It was on Halloween, right? Maybe. Are you talking about El Dia de los Muertos? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sorry. I think it was, though, right? I can't remember. I just I remember getting there late and going, wow, this opening band sounds a lot like Morrissey. Right. And then I got there and he was like, thanks for listening to us for so long. And then he split. Right. And I was like, oh, shit. I just missed Morrissey. They flipped, I guess, because... The security um, guards were wearing blue shirts. Yeah, they were all these blue shirts everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, no, I guess he had some show in like Mexico City or something the right. next day you had to fly out for. Yeah, I have friends who know him a little bit and are friends with Boz. Yeah, same. I mean, I I don't know what to say on the podcast. 
but <laughs> I'm not a fan of his other guitarist. He's a very unpleasant person, and I don't not Boz. Yeah. Does that guy swap out all the time though? Is it new? A no, new he's been there for a while now. Really? And I'm he's not a cool dude, and I don't want to see him on stage. Like I don't want to pay money to watch to him on stage. So and there's also just weird shit lately with Morrissey saying like weird stuff about immigration and making weird comments about politics in England that are a huge bummer. Like super conservative shit, right? Yes. And part of that. me. I don't mean to hi- I hijack every single podcast I'm on and make it about Morrissey and I apologize. <laughs> I fully expected it. It's I all right. totally apologize. I, I knew I knew with with both of you. I, was like, I, yeah, honest, I did not here. know that this was where it was headed, but I'm so happy <laughs> this is happening. Every time right I now. enter a room, I'm like, let's steer the conversation to Morrissey. This is best case. I mean, did you see my socks? Oh shit. Um, how do I not have those socks? Yeah, look, it's uh, kind for the of... listener. April's wearing uh, socks with blue security guards on them. <laughs> Morrissey's face alone. Uh, if um, you guys want to send us a package, I will take some <laughs> Morrissey socks. If you want to send us something fun, send it to PO Box nine eight one one Glendale, California nine one zero six. Yeah, they're they're um. What site did I get these on? The site is called A Sock to Wear. All right. That's where I got them. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I, Yeah, it's kind of dying down a little bit because also his new, I don't know if you've heard his new songs, but they're really bad. No. Like, they're really Ooh. bad. For the fir- Honestly, for the first time, because I feel like every record, like, I every time he put out a record, I was worried it was going to be terrible, and it right. continues to be great. I right like yours. Well, did you like World Peace and None of Your Business? Because that that song had maybe four good songs, and I was like, but the four good songs were great songs. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm hanging in, I'm hanging in. But the he did a BBC Live thing that I watched the other night, and the new like I was cringing. The new no. songs were so bad, and I'm like, who are you, dude? Who is this guy now? Like, oh, uh, I don't know, I don't know, but I don't want to. I could talk about it for ever and ever and ever because. <laughs> All right. I feel like I've studied him at like an academic level. But go see England is mine. The movie about him as a teenager is really great. Really? I've seen it like seven times now. I will see it. I'm going to write it down. I didn't even know that existed. It's a biopic about him. It has zero Smiths. It ends with Johnny Marr knocking on his door. It's 100% of him as a teenager. So it has none of their music. And it's so much better for it. Wow. It's really great. And the guy who's playing him, if you close your eyes, it's like Morrissey's talking. He does such a great job. I'm oh, it's an actual movie, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's it like was, okay. oh, no, yeah, it's not a documentary. documentary. It's a, it's a, it's a dramatic movie, and it's really great, and I really like it. I will absolutely watch it. Yeah, thank you. And That's watching good. it, I was like, this is the dude I fell in love with. Like, this is the dude who got me through high school. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's so. It's great. You can watch oh. that with your daughter. A little father daughter oh. bonding. She's She'll gonna like really Morrissey. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna dig him. <laughs> she get her little moth shirt. She's gonna. She's. But there's no. I mean, it's all. The soundtrack is just songs that he, it's like Roxy Music, Bowie, Mott the Hoople, like stuff he liked growing up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's no, There's no Smiths or Morrissey on it. I'm into that. So maybe you'll like it. Hey. Yeah. Probably not. You're, like the, <laughs> you're not having the Smiths either? There's, I, no, not don't really. There's like a, a here and there, a, a couple songs I don't mind, but I just, yeah. Do you like Johnny Mar- Is it, because I know people, most of the people I know are like, yeah, I hate his voice. Like, I hate it. Hate yeah, it. I'm, not a, I'm not a fan. So, of, but do you like Johnny Marr? Have you ever listened to any of his uh, stuff? Uh, no. That I last not. solo record is really oh, fucking good. He's rad. But yeah. I mean, I also like Morrissey, so what do I know? I think you'd like Johnny Marr. Most Guys, people I know who don't off. like. back off. 
Just listen, listen to them. It's an intervention. Come on, we're going to get you into them. Uh, I want you to listen to that record for the following reasons. <laughs> we brought out your favor yet. <laughs> Thank- Tony, we brought you here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that show intervention. I know if one is ever totally. coming, you guys used to watch that show on the regular. I loved it. I think I saw every episode in seasons one through six. I saw a lot of them too. And it was always a thing where as soon as you sit down, as, like as soon as I sat down and everyone was on a couch, I'd be like, I know exactly what this is. Yeah, we know where this is at. Yeah. Yeah. I just, oh man. There's the one guy that, uh, I can't remember his name now. One of the guys who led the interventions, I guess, relapsed. Oh, like one of the counselor guys? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no. St- Van, Steve Van. Halen? <laughs> the, lo- the Sounds Van right. Halen brother no one talks yeah. about yeah, I, The weird thing is that it sounded right in my ears I was like that must be it <laughs> I love the Steve Van Halen <laughs> Hey guys what about me <laughs> It's like they, after they when they kick When David Lee Roth left he thought this was going to be his chance totally. it's like, And then Sammy comes in And Sammy leaves And then that fucking Gary Sharon. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of like two brothers or two sisters or two like two siblings in a thing, and then the, there's like an extra sibling. Just the on property the, brothers on have a brother. Who? Who? The property brothers have I don't a know brother. Who you're talking about yeah. the guys that are on HGTV. The property brothers, like oh. the two <laughs> twin guys. You don't know who those guys are? No, they're like two giant twins who like fix your house. They're like six five. The property brothers. Yeah, I mean they're they're, na- they're not like Bob and Frank property. <laughs> like I forget they're real. It's like Drew, it's Drew and something. Location. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a real name, but like you don't know they're super famous. No. House. You'd be surprised guys. at the things I don't know. Well, they it's just funny because they're famously the property <laughs> brothers, and they have a third non-identical twin brother. <laughs> Who's probably like, right, me too, right, guys? I like properties. No, yeah, no. yeah. I can fix that. Is there another Wilson brother? Uh, is it Owen and Luke? Yeah. Yes. That's he's right. in yeah. those movies. Yeah, he's in oh, that's right. That's parts. right. Yeah, right. Andrew, Andrew I think. Yes. Yep. Yeah. He's in a lot of them. Dumb yeah. question by me, guys. Well, no, he, but I mean, he has like one line. But he usually is movies. like he the was best Future one. Man. In yes. The, yeah. he was oh, my, he's true. my favorite. Yeah. Oh. I think we talked about that at length with Steve Agee. About Future Man? Of just that movie in general. Yeah. And then we had to stop ourselves. We're like, let's well, that- not do that thing where we just talk about, remember that part when... Uh- <laughs> do you guys have siblings? I have a sister. I have two sisters. Yeah, I don't have any. So I don't understand any kind of sibling rivalry or feeling any sort of... You just roll solo. Roll solo. I never had to compete with anybody. It's all Steve Harvey. To- he compete with Steve Harvey. Well, of course. That's right. But He's I'm the just saying like, the idea of being like, oh, man... Look at my two twin property brothers killing it, and I'm just sitting here sad. Like I don't, I don't know that because I didn't. I was the family failure. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have anybody. I didn't have to compete. I didn't have to. Yeah. I don't. Uh, did you feel like you competed with your? Like, was there somebody? Did, I was the better one, so no. Did you get better <laughs> grades, or did you get? I did get better grades, but or I. Whatever it is, parents. I care was also about. a really. I was a good kid just because right. I was afraid of everything. Right. So it was really good. I followed every yeah. rule. And it was like, I was just scared to fucking death. So yeah. was your sister rebellious? Yeah, yeah. A little rebellious. Okay. And so I was just always good. So I just wasn't worried about it. Like, okay. I didn't compete. I just was sort of like, I'm going to follow the rules. So I didn't have it in my head that I was competing. Maybe it was. Well, then maybe she's the one that's like, did your parents get mad at her a lot? Yeah, yeah. I think she's probably, maybe that's it. What I don't. About- I don't. I keep up with her that much. I talk to her sometimes, but let's call right. her. Let's get her on the, <laughs> her on the horn. 
let's do an intervention. So you guys are not tight. We're not close. Like people who have like really close siblings is that seems really cool to me. Right. But it's just not how we are. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, obviously, I have no frame of reference. But the idea of having a sibling, I'm like, what? That seems like it would be weird. I don't talk to my parents that much, really. You don't? Yeah. No. Not and, and we we don't hate each other. We're just not. My mom's. You there's no one more opposite than me in every single conceivable way. <laughs> yeah. So there's no sort of like, I don't know how to say it. she's not mean or anything at all. Like my mom's a lovely person. It's just the way you feel about people being best friends with their siblings. When I when people are like I'm best friends with my mom, I'm like what? Yeah. Like to me, that's like what are you talking about? Because that's not. I can't imagine. That is a weird thing. Like when someone's like, I I think it's I kind of think it's bad parenting. Like yeah, my mom was always very much my mom. Like she's like, I'm be. not your friend. I'm your mom. Yeah, yeah. Like you fucking should. Be. You're raising a person for Christ's sake. Yeah, you're not raising a buddy. She was never trying to. Ha- I mean, like the time she went to see Morrissey with me or did things with me, it was because I was kind of like, "Hey, come to this thing with me. It'll be funny." It wasn't her being like, "I'm coming to supervise you." Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. It was like me being like, "Hey, do you want to come see this guy?" And then yeah, she went a couple times. It was like, "I'm good." But she was like. Also, probably just wanting to be with you and seeing what your world. Yeah, she was, was like, like curious. And, she, yeah. yeah, she was in no way. My mom was pretty chill and hands off in a way that I'm really appreciative of now. Yeah, you know, not in a wildly crazy like I was literally allowed to do whatever I want. Like I definitely had discipline and structure, but she for sure. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. How I, I was never. She never monitored anything I listened to or watched mm-hmm. or anything like that. And yeah. I'm like really appreciative of that. Yeah, because I had friends at the time who whose parents would like go through their music and go and like take things away from them that had like parental advisory on it or yeah. would go through their stuff i i the, this guy that i dated was talking about when he was a teenager once for punishment his parents took his door off the hinges they were like you don't deserve <laughs> privacy that's your punishment and i was like i remember telling my mom that my mom was like i would never do that to you that is so weird but that's how they were like you know how much they didn't trust him or thought he was doing bad things or whatever. And I'm like, whoa, man, I'm glad my parents pretty much left me alone. Yeah. I Isn't imagine, that crazy? I imagine they were like the really South. religious. Yes. Yeah, yes. They were really religious yeah. and really like, I don't know. Maybe they were like, you're not allowed to jerk off. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but they fully took his door off the hinges for like two weeks. My parents never did that stuff. My parents were, I grew up very religious and I, and I never had that level, but I feel like if somebody told me that happened, it wouldn't seem like there was a kid that was like a bad kid Yeah. in my church group, in my youth group. And like, I could see his parents be like, we're taking the doors off the hinges and be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, my mom's not, religious too. My mom's very sense, religious. But no, really? but it makes sense to them. Yes. Like it's on par on par with people from church. Yeah, but, but I think my mom had enough common sense to know that, you know, it's that age old thing of the more you forbid your kid to do something, the more they're going to want to yeah. do it. That's right. yeah. So it's like if you're if you're kind of chill and you're like, I don't really care if you watch R-rated movies, then I it's not like I was looking at hardcore porn. Right. And I feel like the more you do, the more you're like, don't buy any easy E records. Like that's all your kids gonna want to do. Yeah, yeah, it must be so good. Yes, it must be so crazy yeah. to hear. Yeah, and I, also my yeah. parents drank and smoked, which is a huge reason I never drank. Also, really, mm-hmm. like I was into straight, like Minor Threat or whatever. Like that was part of it, but it was also 
I was like, I don't want to do it. My parents are dorks. Why would I do it? There? I remember when friends would be like, let's go smoke. And I'd be like, my stepdad smokes. And he's a dork. Like, why would I do what he's doing? You know what I mean? Like, I was fully like, I don't want to participate in anything that dork is you're, doing. You were the most true punk rock, like straight edge kid. I was like the rebellious kid. of yeah. the re- where I'm like, you guys know that you look like idiots, right? Because that's what my stepdad does on the porch. <laughs> so no thanks. Like, that's what straight edge was supposed to be. Yeah. It like was people going like, we're not some jackass high school kids. You know, be like a dork on the porch on the weekend yeah right. we're not porch dorks that's totally yeah <laughs> my really stepdad drank and smoke all the time and i just was like whatever that guy's doing i don't want to do that is really funny yeah. <laughs> hey it's your pal tony thaxton here just want to make sure you guys know about downright.com you can buy custom written songs for yourself your friend whoever you want uh, I'm on there. Lots of other great artists are on there too. So please check out the website d o w n w r i t e dot com and buy a song today. And here's my promise: If you buy a song from me on downright.com, I promise it'll be way better than this. I was straight edge, but it was also because I was very afraid. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I was kind of the same way. I was way. also very yeah. Christian. I was, I was afraid Christian, in the way that everyone in my family was an alcoholic. Right. So I for sure was like, oh, I don't right. want to tempt fate. That was definitely a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I never drank. I was I was actually 21 for a few months before I ever drank. Really? I followed the rules. Yeah. I, I was 22. <laughs> two till, yeah. True till 22. I, I sold out at 22. Ah, I sold out. I sold out at 22. <laughs> That's and so I think funny. the only time I, the, when I had that first beer, it was literally just, I just did it to try and make my friends laugh because, because <laughs> they knew like I didn't drink. So right. like I was what at my was friend's it place. Like the first time you, did you get like instantly drunk? I don't even know if I finished it, honestly. Right. I think it was, again, it was a, it was a comedy beer. <laughs> so it was right. like I had a few sips of Heineken and then tried to make like them laugh. I feel like that's how my beer was. Yeah. It was also like a bit beer. Like yeah. Just doing jokes here. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do wonder if I ever drink, if I get if, if I ever decide to, if I'm going to get like hammered on one beer. One beer and I'm going to be like Barney from The Simpsons because I've never had anything <laughs> and I have like no tolerance. I'm the same way. I, I, I still am that way. I drink beer from time. It, when I drink beer, I'm just like, like right. out of it like loopy instantly. right now yeah uh, I, that's hilarious i have a friend who can like just put him back and we'll like watch a hockey game or something and halfway through he's through six beers and i've had a beer and a half and i'm like i gotta slow it down right, like right. i can't get through two yeah yeah this is not how i roll i imagine if i'll be like that if i ever decide to drink Although, are you so are you still I? straight edge like i've never had like edge? a sip, sip of alcohol or anything yeah i mean I, it's just an easy one word answer because everyone always assumes i'm in recovery which is fine but like when i'm in adult company like i hang out at bars and stuff i'm a normal sure. person and <laughs> so but when i'm there and i order a coke or whatever everyone's like oh oh, oh good is for it you. are you and i'm like oh no i'm just i've just never done it and yeah everyone's like oh man you in recovery how long's it been yeah it's always like that and i'm like 38 years <laughs> they're like what i'm like yeah i've never I just say I'm straight edge because then that's like an easy way to shut people up. Yeah, so you don't have to. You don't have to get into a whole thing about it. Yeah, yeah, get weird pity for something I don't need. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm fine. I just, yeah. All my friends who are still straight edge, straight edge, like, like, like actively straight edge, right? Are like, there are I have a few friends that are still claiming straight edge. Yeah, and, and they are in it. And they're intense people. Who yeah, are see, like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to like beat up people who drink in front of me or well, anything. Well, they're not like gangy dudes, but yeah, I know. I, but yeah, it's yeah, it's but just there's like a 
My friend was traded until he sold out. When he sold out. I when love was, that phrasing. When he was 38. He has three X pounds wow. wrist. Yeah, what made him? Then why would he you get to He went through a bad breakup and he was like, fuck this. <laughs> and then, but see, okay, that's the thing because I've had people say that kind of shit to me too. Like, what if, but what? I'm fascinated by that in the way that he had a bad breakup. So he went to it as like a, why would you go to a coping mechanism you've never used? You don't know if it's going to work for right. you. You've never had it to use it before. Why would you use it at 38? I it be, I think when you like sometimes straight edge is almost like religious. Right. Like it's almost like I, it for I sure followed is. all the rules. I did all the things and shit didn't work out. Fuck, yes. Fuck oh, this. no. I used to well, get shit for ed, from edge kids for not being edge enough. Because like I still you I'm know sure. how in the back in our day it was like. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't do drugs, don't have sex. That's what don't I was going to say. Caffeine. I thought that... I, yeah, there was like... A, I'm like, I totally had, had sex. I totally drank caffeine. Like, I got shit with from... with Mormon straight edge kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like dudes in Gorilla Biscuits t-shirts being like, you don't take this seriously enough. And I'm like, Fuck geez, that. calm down. I feel like I'd never heard the don't have sex thing until like a few years ago. Yeah, I'd that never was heard part that of it. And angle. caffeine was a part of it. You weren't supposed to have caffeine. I, had, I don't think I, that's news to me I, right yeah. now. I didn't know. There were definitely... It was like no artificial sort of distractions Fun. or no. I mean, kind of. It was like the the purity line was so much so that it was like nothing to distract you from, I don't know, being as punk as fuck. I don't know. But I just remember getting shit for like not That's, doing it right. Were those kids who were like in, in like those gangs and stuff like that ended up being a little bit. I mean, yeah, it was like dudes, definitely dudes like exes tattooed on and. And let's get serious too. I'm a girl. Like girls aren't super welcome in that scene, right? You know. True. So I mean, I was definitely getting shit for that too. It's so weird. It's so strange. Like my scene was very mellow. We were uh -huh. very relaxed with it. <laughs> like it was. There was only there were only like 120 of us. So like at, right. at a huge show, right? Mo and really, the core of us were like 50 kids. Yeah. And so like you're gonna be not friends with a guy because he wasn't straight edge. Like there were three of us, and the girls who came to our shows and the women that came to our shows, like if straight edge or not like we were all friends so right we, i had a, like atlanta was so big right that you had a different well i also i wasn't super deep in the scene as far as like i gotta be honest like i wasn't hyped on a lot of straight edge bands there weren't that many good ones yeah so but i but it, like i said it was an easy thing to say for an answer as yeah. to why i didn't drink or whatever yep. but for any sort of i mean but that's high school i mean high school is like prime time where people want to yeah. call you a poser or they want to be like yeah. you're not the right kind of punk or you're not the right kind of this so it's, it's true you're gonna get it from, i mean i got it from goth kids that i wasn't like goth enough and i got it from all sides you know so what I mean? funny that yeah, was no the matter. funny thing about high school for me is that like the popular kids weren't as mean to me as some of the other like punks who were like <laughs> you're not punker <laughs> than us and i'm like oh aren't you aren't we supposed to be on the same team how come this cheerleader is being nicer to me than you are <laughs> like so totally that happened i totally believe it yeah that's really funny that is totally totally the case yep yep yeah there's a lot of kids that are, like are taking something that seriously have a lot of built-up tension about like needing to prove a point about who they are oh do the internet yeah. that still happens to me if i post something about any music i'm into i'll get people calling me literally calling me a poser where i'm like i'm almost 40 years old like <laughs> what are you talking about like what am i supposed to prove to you are we 12 yeah like it's so weird are there records i should not be listening to like it's even stuff if i just am like oh i went to this cure show and people will be like you're not a real goth or something and i'm like oh i could be your mom like what are you talking about it just makes me laugh so hard. I'm like, what if I just I don't agree? Know what, to say to this. what if I just agree that I'm not a goth? Is yeah. that good? Is that good? Are I will. Go I'll just be like, okay, I'm a poser. Like, I don't. What do you want me to say to this? 
It's so weird. I just like that kid going to a cure show and walking around and be like, no one here is. Oh, man. Like, there's yeah. nobody as goth as that kid thinks he is. You know what's funny is about the last time I did see the cure is I thought, of course, going to it, I'm like, it's going to all be people my age and older. But there was such a huge divide. It was like people my age and older who obviously like grew up with them and then 16 year olds. Hmm. And I was thinking, oh, if you're a goth right now, if you're 16 right now and you're a goth, who who are you into? Like yeah. you have to be into the cure. Who's right. like the modern day cure? Right. Or Smiths or Echo and the Bunnymen or whatever that like 80s goth listen to. Like who is that today? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't right? know what. I mean, that's the equivalent of like our kids are are our generation going to see like Led Zeppelin if had they still been together yeah, I mean, or something. It's, it's like it's like a band that you really like that's like, oh, I like, they're older, but I still like what they were doing. Right. Well, it's now so I feel like, look, I don't have kids, so it's like, I don't, I'm not pretending to know, like, I know what, I have my finger on the pulse of what the kids are into, but it's like, again, if you're 16 right now and you're in your bedroom and you're real bummed out and you're like, who am I going to, what weirdo am I going to listen to that's going to help me figure this out? It really is still Robert Smith. I mean, who else is it? I mean, I get that there's other quote unquote weird like okay say you're like me you're like i'm into susie sue like she's a weird lady and i feel that and i guess the equivalent of the aesthetically would be like a lady gaga right because mm-hmm. she's like weird and arty mm-hmm. but then you listen to her music and it's like techno music right. yeah so it doesn't match up so you're i don't know who's today's sad cool music person i'm sure it's out there and i feel like it's probably in that electronic zone yeah you i was wondering so? i was wondering about that like the uh why am I the dubstep world or something yeah. like maybe I will tell you I could see that I will tell you that I cannot wait for my daughter to be of age where she thinks she's fucking cool yeah and you're gonna be like guess <laughs> what like, I already know all this shit yeah, yeah and she'll be like you don't like this band I'm like it's because it's fucking garbage yeah <laughs> Name oh yeah of course what shows have you seen right you haven't seen <laughs> shit you haven't been in a pit yeah like you don't been, come to me uh, yeah what Fugazi show did yeah! you see oh fucking none of them yeah <laughs> To your go, daughter, go screw. Call yeah. your daughter a poser. <laughs> yeah, I just like like I am so proud that I don't know what's going on anymore. Right, like like I used oh, to I'm think clueless. I was like wor- going to be. See, worried. I try to keep up. I do try to keep up, and there's definitely new stuff. I just like music, so it's I like if like I any- hear a good song, I'm into it. But yeah, I just feel like anytime I try, I just do not like what I hear. I I feel that way a lot of the time, but there are things I find where I am like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, I've not really found, and I guess. You know, now that we live in a time where everybody can make an album in two seconds on their laptop, it's so fragmented that there's probably not even a lot of people who adhere to like one subculture. Like, I wonder if there's even, well, yeah, I saw goths at the Cure show. So, yeah, there are still 16 year old goths, but maybe they are just reliant on all the old stuff. I think there's also the same way, like, I wouldn't have known, like, if I were older, I wouldn't have known about the music I listened to when I was in high school. Like I wouldn't have been in touch because it was so such a small sect of people right. listening to that stuff. Like it would have gone unknown. I I hope and trust that that music that kind of thing still exists. That there are still kids touring and playing small venues. Oh, there for sure are. Like I think there are. I I loved being when I was in a band a couple of years ago. Like that was a small band. And we used to have to play small shows. You kind of just had to know who the bands were coming up because you were playing shows with them and stuff. Like I used to play with this band. Uh, called Culture Abuse, who is so fucking good, uh-huh. and they're they're doing really well right now. I think they're going to be on Epitaph for they're putting. Uh-huh. Right oh, now. cool! They're fucking awesome. But we used to play house shows with those guys, and I was like so stoked to like see those guys and know. Right. So I guess I 
I just through that experience, I'm like, I know good things are out there. Right. I know there are things that people can latch on to. I played just, a house show last weekend. Did yeah. You I really? hadn't played a house show in Oh, you played that charity thing too with Billy Bragg. Yeah. Yeah. Was that awesome? It was, it was I heard such, it was like super it was, weird. It was so weird. Yeah. Because it was, it was just literally was, in a backyard. Yeah. Did you get to talk to Billy? No, I did not. You could have just gone up to him and been like, Hey, I'm friends with Avril. We have a mutual friend. And he would have been like, What's up? I to be honest, I don't think I saw him other than when he was on stage. Aw, but he's uh, the best. Are y'all pals? We're like legit pals. He's the greatest dude. Really? Yeah, because he did a um, interview at my college radio station when I was like eighteen. Wow. And my, Millie was the music director, so we got to like drive him around and hang out. Incredible. Yeah, and we just kept in touch. He's the best. And because his sound guy is Grant Showbiz, who was the sound guy for The Smiths the entire time. He like produced Rank and was their sound man. Like Grant's Grant crashed on my couch like two weeks ago. Holy crap! He's the Showbiz. Grant Showbiz hang out is with the, the Property he, Brothers. He and he produces all the Fall records. He's like friends. He's like best friends with Marky Smith. He's like the coolest dude ever. Wow. Ever ever ever. Grant rules. Next level. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that show was so strange. Yeah. It was one of the well and. First of all, I'm doing, I got asked to sing at it, which is not, nor, I have performed music for 20 something years. Right. But you're usually but always, behind the kit. Yes. Yeah. And this was, hey, come sing this really stupid song that you wrote. And so we go and, and so I had felt like I had no business being on this show. Cause then like, first of all, I was like, oh really? I'm going to do this dumb song in front of people. This yeah, dumb job. Just of the so you feel song. better. Billy, he was like, I can't believe I was watching the English beat play in somebody's backyard. Like he was freaking out about it. Yeah. So yeah. And then I just like, but I was given no context initially. It's like, Hey, you want to do this job of the Hutt song? Right. Sure. I not really, but yes, at the same time. Right. And then, and then I find out, then I see the lineup. And it's like, yeah, like Colin Hay and Billy Bragg and uh, Ted Leo, Ted, Ted Leo, and Amy, Amy Mann. Yeah. yeah. And then also like Patton did stand up yeah. and uh, Thomas Lennon did some stuff and Tim Sweet Heidecker. And Hooligans. Sweet and Center Hooligans played it. Did you oh, see yeah, them? They, they were literally like, and I showed up when they were wrapping up. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was, it was a straight, and Tim Armstrong played yeah, in, in a, a tree. tree. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? Tim Armstrong. I didn't know he was there. Yeah. Actually, that's the best when we were doing because so so Kaylin and and a couple of our friends Charo and Adam sang back up with me, and Adam McCabe uh, said we're on stage doing this song and he said he looks out in the crowd and just sees tim armstrong watching us like arms crossed just not amused at no! all <laughs> which of course he wouldn't be but right. I, I love that image though of i, I gotta <laughs> be now honest. i wish i'd have gone I like I like a lot of bands, but I can't find a shit to give about Rancid. Really? I, yeah, I know I know they're everyone's favorite thing. I just I don't I never. They're not as good fan. as Operation Ivy. I just they're not for me. I wasn't an Op Ivy guy either. Oh, I loved Operation. I miss a lot of stuff that way. I I don't know why. I I jumped straight into like I listened to Minor Threat and then I went straight to like what was happening in '94, right? Three, you know, I just did. I didn't do a lot of the older stuff. I didn't even listen to Black Flag. Yeah, I didn't listen to Black Flag, funnily enough, until I moved here. Really? Because then I met a... I, we grew up on the East Coast. Yeah. I didn't know shit about L.A. punk. Right. When I moved here, people... And I still don't like, like, the germs, no, really, or, like... It. But again, not that I think it's bad. It's just because I feel like East Coast punk and L.A. punk were so different. So different. And, yeah, I... I mean, I, honestly, I didn't even... 
get through like much gorilla biscuits right I, I mean i think i listened to like i had a bold record like i listened well, to the some, dc stuff was so close to us it, dc was i was in virginia so it was super close yeah. which was mm-hmm. great uh but it's like but, as far as yeah i didn't yeah i'm trying to think of who else just recently because i was watching i rewatched. um why is the name the decline of western oh, civilization yeah. Because that, yeah, and I wanted to, I haven't yet watched the movie about Darby Crash because I was kind of just trying to understand it Mm because we didn't really get fear in on the East Coast or the germs or X or any of that stuff at the time. I mean, so I didn't really get into that until I moved here. We got a lot of New York hardcore. Yeah. Like, yeah, Yeah, that's that's the stuff that was pervasive in the East Coast. I met Penelope Spears a few weeks ago. What? Really? We uh, she's the one who did decline of Western Civilization. But Todd, I know. Uh, <laughs> she uh, and Wayne's World. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that me, was honestly what made me most <laughs> yes. excited. And but, by the way, look totally holds up. Uh, did she oh, do look who's talking? Oh, I don't know. I think she did. But I just wa- I recently watched Wayne's World and Wayne's World Two and totally holds up. Really? Both of them, I, I actually I believe it. I I totally believe it. I didn't think so. I, oh my I God, tried I to I tried to watch out loud it. At Wayne's World. It was one of those ones that like because Kaylin actually had my my wife had had never seen it. Never seen Wayne's World. Yeah, she's she's younger than me, and and so like we weren't doing. It, I was like, I'm just gonna put it on and to try and watch it with someone now for the first time. It Did was, she? It was like kind of. It? it was kind of hard. I feel like oh, she's also it. got a low fuck around level. Yeah, like she's not dealing with a lot of bullshit. Like in that <laughs> she movie doesn't listen to this. Mostly bullshit. <laughs> she doesn't sew for fools. So wait, how did you meet Penelope? Like, so we, um, Sarah, like literally. Uh, I think it was two weeks after the baby was born. Sarah had an interview with Henry Rollins. Like my wife uh, is a musician and he interviewed her and her brother for the, for something he was doing. And um, she's like, I got to do this. So we had to figure it out. So we just, I went and held the baby for an hour while Sarah did the interview. And so I was just, it was at uh, Capitol studios. Right. Um, And so I was just sort of uh, in a room upstairs holding the baby and Penelope Spheres walks up and I was like, I think that's her. Um, I think that's Penelope Spears. And so I just sort of like stayed out of the way because I'm not, I'm just some dude. No one gives a shit about me. Oh, so, I do. <laughs> don't sell yourself short. No, but I mean, you know, like, I, right. I just, in that context, I know of that, her that world is like, you just leave, let people do their thing. Right. She wants to get in and out. I don't know anything from her, about her as a person. Maybe she's cranky. I don't know. Right. She was like, approached me. was like, who's the baby? And I was like, oh, and she could not have been nicer. I love Talked it. for so long with her. And like was absolutely lovely. I love it. She was all time. Yeah. She That's was rad. really, really cool. Yeah. She was awesome. But yeah, she told me stories. She was like, oh man, I remember when my daughter was two weeks old, I was like uh, editing uh, a Richard Pryor movie. Oh, you know that relatable story. <laughs> and I was Weren't like, we oh, all? <laughs> yeah. And I'm at yeah, this interview. Totally. So yeah, we're yeah. the same. We're the same. We're peers. <laughs> we're contemporary. She was like, I was sure I was breaking her brain. Listen to all that, that language ah, from Richard Pryor. That's hilarious. So good. It was, yeah. But she was really great. It's, that's cool. Yeah. She I'll did talk. not do Look Who's Talking. I'm mixing her up with Amy Heckerling. Oh, oh, Clueless. She did Clueless. Yeah. Guys, I'm sorry. What else, did, dare cool. you. what else did Penelope Spears do? I, I feel like I've looked she at her uh, thing before, and every time I'm like, wow, that too? Uh, Black Sheep. Yes. <laughs> oh, right. Did she also, also do holds Moon? up. I haven't seen I'll that in years. I'll fight you. Oh, I don't, I, it holds up. I, 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 I buy it. It's been a long time, though. I'm stealing your dog. He's, oh, he's all right. He's a good, he's a good dude. Todd, uh, he sometimes needs a dog sitter. Just saying. All right. I'm around. Todd's got a baby now. Todd yeah. usually is the dog sitter. That's right. But, um. 
April. Yeah. Thanks for doing this nonsense. You're welcome. I'm sorry. We, what about Christmas? Uh, what about it? <laughs> <laughs> you talked about it. You moved here on Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I arrived on Christmas Day. 12 year. It'll be 12 years, I think, on Christmas Day. Nice. Wow. I've yeah. been here 10 this year. Isn't it weird? Yeah. I'm, I'm just new. Time flies. How long have you been here? I'm a, I moved on Halloween, I think, or right Ooh. around it. Ooh. Spooky. I think I stayed Holidays. on Ben Blacker's floor for a night on oh, yeah? Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I've been here a few years, four years, three years, something like that. Get back to us. Get something a number. Like get back to us. Yeah. Um, I love Christmas here because it's empty. I've <sighs> never gone home for Christmas. I've only gone home for Christmas. I want to be here for Christmas. Somewhere. I never have. I've been here every single year. It's so empty. That's you can park anywhere you want. Yeah. You can walk down the middle of the street. No one's driving. What it's so dream. empty. Was it you that took a picture of yourself yes. laying down in the laying street? Laying down in the middle of Melrose <laughs> in the middle of the day on Christmas Day because no one was in the street. I'm just in an intersection like laying down. I made Chip take that picture of me. Because we were walking back from seeing movies at the Grove and no one was there. Uh, I would love to go. My I've buddy, been here every Thanksgiving and Christmas and they're totally empty and amazing. My buddy Clint goes to the movies. Clint mm-hmm. Big Trucks goes every year. Yeah, I watches. think him and Dave Clock, I think, all do day that long. Often. Same. Me and Chip. That's what we do every Christmas. All time. Yeah. The best. It's so fun. Ugh. I'm so jealous. You guys <laughs> should ditch your families. Oh, you can't now. You have a baby. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. It'll never happen. Uh, but... It's a good dream. <laughs> uh, I'm going to share a very short thing that I should not share, but it sort of involves you. Okay. Ooh. Literally last week or two weeks ago, there was a night I was sitting at home and I was just looking at Twitter on my phone. Sure. And I, you posted to go outside and look at the moon. Oh my God. Yeah. We, there was like a harvest moon or something. Yeah. So, and I think I'd seen someone else say the same thing but i remember like and then i saw you and i was like why is everybody talking about the moon so i see your tweet i go outside step out the backyard here and uh i try god that's that's why i brought this up i wanted to talk about the so i threw some money at the door (laughs) to open it no here's what happened i got outside first of all had trouble finding the moon (laughs) then shit my pants no because it was so beautiful (laughs) is that why yeah on spot wait why why what happened it's it's okay that you said that because i don't know it was one of those things that like suddenly that happened i don't know it happened i don't know why i'm telling you guys no it's totally fine because i talked about this with somebody also recently because i've never shit my i'm not bragging like i've never shit my pants (laughs) Uh, it's reading as a quite a brag because everyone else the the friend i was talking to was like yes you everyone shit their pants and i was like i swear i I mean i've come so close <laughs> but i've never shit my pants and i don't know how i got that lucky i mean i'm definitely gonna do it now that's not what i'm definitely gonna do it now that i'm bragging but yeah everyone i know has a shitting their pants story did you watch that sarah Silverman? but you were just le- hold on though you were just at your house yeah. like there's not even like an emer- you weren't like i was driving and i had to run <laughs> no it You're was just right. at your house it was like just go to the bathroom right it was well it was one of those things like just as I soon thought, as you stood I up thought, i thought something else uh, was gonna i thought a more minor oh. You know, thank okay. you so much yeah. for recognizing <laughs> Wait, the most important thing of this story, which is You're you had all so the opportunities. leisurely sitting on my couch and just shit my pants. Like, what? Because I don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. But it's like all the other stories are like, oh, I was in a car, I was in traffic, yeah. I was at a restaurant, I was at whatever. I like, was, mine was I was riding a bike. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> I was just a boy. Oh, okay. But as I also an adult, had a, I also no, had but had as it. an adult, have you shit your pants? I don't think I've done it since I was. I thought I did the other day, but I didn't. I've wet. I've wet the bed as an adult. Yeah. 
because I had, dude, the, this, okay, I'll go tit for tat. Yes. <laughs> the last guy I dated, this was like three years ago. The second time I spent the night at his house, I went there. And that, because I had a dream, I was so asleep, I dreamt that I went to the bathroom. I've like done the, that before. Yes, like it was mm-hmm. so vivid that my body, I'm like, yes, I'm, I got up, I walked to the bathroom, I dreamed I was sitting on the toilet, and oh, so I no. peed. But luckily, like, obviously, as soon as it hit my leg, I jumped up like, oh, my God, I'm not a, in the bathroom. <laughs> but then I had to turn to this guy and be like, I just wet your bed. Like, I just had to fully be like, dude, I just dreamed I was in your bathroom. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, luckily, he was cool about it. That is so, <laughs> what are the chances? Yeah. That's, oh. So I was like 35 and I went to bed. <laughs> Someone else's bed. I think I almost did that once recently, too. I, I had a, a deep, a deep. A lot of close calls happen. In I get there. a lot yeah. of close calls. I mean, I have stomach problems. I don't know how I don't shit myself on the regular. <laughs> but. <laughs> but I don't. But I, man, I, d- I definitely had a home, a house pants shitting once where I, th- I thought I was just letting a little air out. And yeah. Yeah, that's what I, that's And it's amazing problem. how. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't like no. hot links in <laughs> your pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a taste. Oh, yep. my. Okay. Oh, man. I, I was, when I thought I just had a little fart, I like, I. It was like logs? Not logs. <laughs> it was a river. No. Uh, yeah, it was just yeah. It was and so, that's my worst nightmare. So I mean, that's much. almost happened to me a few times <laughs> yeah. for sure. And oh, then yeah. I just got to the bathroom like just in the nick of time. <laughs> and they're also like, as soon as you see the toilet, somehow your brain sends a signal to your butthole that's like, oh, don't worry, buddy, we're yeah. we're yeah, clearing yeah, yeah. out now. Yeah, yeah. And so everything starts to loosen. You're like, not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I don't know why you gotta like fight your brain on it to like make it all the way there. Like I'm in control of it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, what a pain. <laughs> On that note. What a good ending. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry <laughs> There's a gift in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we can and and we can say Merry Christmas again, thankfully, because oh, of our thank you, wonderful. Is the war over? It's finally over. Oh, Donald God. Trump said so. Yeah. Whoever it's... is the president uh, allows or does Isn't not allow. That, oh, my. Oh, that I, I know we're ending, so <laughs> I know. But it's like my parents are definitely my parents love Trump. Huge oh, really? Trump's voted for him, love him, still, still love him. Still on board. Still on board. And my mom, wow. that they do fall for that shit. And my mom is fully like, yeah, America. And I'm like, no one has ever stopped you from saying who like she yeah. acts as if she is. There have been people on the street that she said Merry Christmas to and they punched her in the face. I'm like, no one's ever done that. No one's ever told you not to say it. It's such a fake thing. It's but she so... buys it hook, line, and sinker. I'm like, Mom, you could have said, you can say it to anybody you want and they'll go, thank you. And it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And she does. She acts like, oh, man, they won't let, they won't let us say it anymore. And I'm like, nope, that's not a thing. Just, you ju- you can say it as much as you want. You're allowed to be as wrong as often yes, as you want. Yes. Like you can say it to someone who doesn't celebrate or se- as a different yes. national, and you can say it. And, they and just they'll just go, go like, okay yeah exactly like i don't oh anyway so i love it i love ta- i love the fake war on christmas that never happened yeah it's uh thank god for Fine. for donald trump oh thank god, god right. he opened those doors and we're <laughs> liberated us, now as white uh, christians we can finally fun. do what we want yes, white, <laughs> finally as a white man in this country i finally have the opportunity yes. to be in charge you finally got a break oh yeah. jesus christ <laughs> uh anything you want to plug april when is this happening? Uh, this will come out Thursday. Yeah, I'll be in Portland on November 5th. 
All right. doing a live podcast called Crate Diggers where I get to pick 10 songs and then like tell stories about them. Oh, nice. wow, that's Which great. is like my favorite thing and I'm so scared that like five people are going to go to it. So please, more than five people, go to that. That's great. <laughs> yes. I don't know what this... It's called Crate Diggers. I'm, I totally tweeted about it. I don't know if they have a website or whatever, but I just found out about it today. If you're in Portland, don't be stupid. Go see that. Please go be to really this. My best friend, Matt Taylor, lives in Matt Portland Taylor, now. Matt Taylor, you better go to this. Tell him to go. Yes. And tell him to tell all of his friends. I don't think he has friends. Oh. <laughs> you get that in there. Uh, oh. He was, he was Ernie, snoring. Ernie surprisingly quiet this episode. He was snoring. Yeah. He, was, he was getting like a real deep yeah. snore. Yeah. Um, well, one last question before yes. before we send you on your way. Uh, friend of the show, Dave Clock. Yeah. Uh, his two favorite things in the world are hockey and sandwiches. Okay. So much so that a friend made a back patch for his jacket with two banners that says hockey and sandwiches. That's amazing. What would your two <laughs> banners say? My two banners on your back patch. Music and candy. Yep. Those are my two favorite things. Nice. Sugar's my one vice. Yeah? Yeah. What's your favorite candy? Damn, man. Now you're getting... Now this is tough. I mean, I think Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, if they count as a candy. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Why but if not, not if it's like candy candy, then something like Sweet Tarts or Sour Patch Kids or something like Tart. Mm-hmm. But anything with sugar in it, I will eat. Yep. Anything except licorice. Yep. I'm broken that way. Yeah. I have the same thing. Yeah. I'm a big peanut butter cup fan myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got a little PBC. Also, well, this divides crowds. Take five candy bars. I like that pretzel in there. I got to be honest. I the, I am not as in the know on a candy bar. Yeah, I, I, I know a lot about candy, I don't candy, know that I've ever had a Take bar. Five. Take Five's delicious. The five things, chocolate, peanut butter, pretzel, caramel. I assume nougat. I think so. It's the fifth. <laughs> but the pretzel in there is what gets you. I'm on board. Yeah. You can't stop me. I'm on board for... Ah, I'm on board for take fives for everyone. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, thanks for doing this. Of course. Thanks for having me. And uh, now Todd is going to close out the show by singing the Take Five jingle. Take five.